Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is stress. Last month we were focused on commitment and goals and now we're going to work on what stresses you out and how to keep from being so overwhelmed by everything you want to accomplish this year. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, our very own Director of Training, Kathy Quinlan Perez. She has been in the personal growth industry for 30 years and has been with PSI Seminars for over 27 years. In addition to the PSI Basic Seminar, she facilitates the Life Success Course and the Women's Leadership Seminar. Kathy, are you with us? I most certainly am, Kat. Wonderful. We're excited to have you. Well, thank you very much for having me on the call this evening. So I was, uh, when you actually had asked me if I would be on the call, I thought, oh my goodness, the topic of stress. That is such a huge, gigantic conversation. And so one of the things that I have been thinking about, and I just want to welcome everyone on the call this evening, and for those of you that are downloading it and might be listening to it in your car or just, you know, around your home or working out as you're listening, is that I'm going to make this call this evening as simple as I possibly can. Because one of the things I've been thinking about is one of the things, I, I don't know about anybody else on this call, but when I make a huge, gigantic list of all the things that I've got to get done, the list starts to stress me out. So I started to just take it down to the basics. So I know that some people on this call have, this is like the first time that you've been introduced to site seminars, and so you haven't been to our basic. And then for some, many people on the call, you have taken our leadership seminars, you're a PLD graduate, you've gone to Principia, you're going to go to the summit this year. So you've been engaged in the work. So I'm going to actually take it to the foundation, to the basic seminar, because again, that's where it all starts. And so really my hope of that when you get off this call, you are reminded of, okay, I'm going to take this practice and I'm going to put it into play so that you actually support yourself in creating that internal alignment that will support you in how you're responding to all the external things that happen in our life. So, you know, when I think about it, I just even the other day I'm traveling back from Colorado and just, you know, it's the Super Bowl and there's thousands of people coming in and out of San Francisco and Colorado and congratulations to the Broncos, the most amazing game. However, if there's just so much happening in today's world. So how do we get ourselves and keep ourselves grounded so that no matter what's happening around us, we are actually showing up in our lives as certain, in an alignment, and we are congruent. So if we go back to one of the questions that we asked when we were in the basic seminar of making a list of all the things that stress you out, 
And so just think about that. If some of you, if you're at home and you actually have a pad in front of you, I want you to start like just writing down all the things that stress you out, whether that's, you know, your husband, your partner, your relationship, your children, your boss, your employees, the economy, the president, the Senate, the House, your friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you look at the list that you've written, why is it that some days that list and what's on that list doesn't stress you out at all? And some days the smallest thing can trigger everything on that list exploding in front of you. And quite possibly what stresses you out does not stress the next person out at all. So why is that? So let's go back to in the basic seminar, we introduce what we refer to as the value circle. So we are brought into this world absolutely perfect. You know, it's so funny to watch my nieces. They've just been such a great life lesson to me is that, you know, in this second, they are out of their minds, and within 10 minutes, they're the happiest, happiest young girls that are walking the planet. You know, it's so interesting to watch a child that can just let things roll off their shoulders. And as adults, we don't always do that very well. But if you look at when we're brought into this world with all these incredible traits, loving, compassionate, empathy, passion, uh, joyous, caring, and on and on and on. And so what happens to us is that when we start to grow up, and this is what we explain in the basic seminar, and so for the graduates that are listening tonight, yes, it's a reminder. And for those of you that are not graduates, it's like, oh, right, that's interesting, is that as we grow up, we start to learn behaviors, and we start to, to adapt thinking that we hear from other people or we see and our mind interprets that. And so what we refer to in our classes as our programs, other words you could use is our conditioning, our uh, paradigms, the glasses that we wear. And those glasses that we wear, how we look out at the world, then directly affects our attitude. That directly affects our behavior. Then that directly affects how we're responding to what's happening. And so what I'm going to invite everyone to start to do is just to start to use some practices that will support you in getting yourself back in tune with those core values that you were brought into this world with. So the power of our mind, you know, our sign that we use in the foundation of all of our classes, to think is to create. So what are we thinking? So why is it that this is stressing me out? Like, how come? So there's some practices that we could actually start to utilize. So one of the things that we promote, and there's so much science. You know, I was listening to some of the football players talking about how, you know, the first the 24 hours before the Super Bowl, all they did was visualization, is really working with the pictures that we're putting in our mind. Because the pictures we put in our mind is actually telling a part of our mind that this is the way that it is, which then our body responds to those pictures. So start to ask yourself, what are the pictures that you're putting in your mind? And start asking yourself, what am I really telling myself? So if I tell myself I'm stressed out, and if it's true 
that what we're saying in our mind, we are responding to. So just think about that. If I'm telling myself I'm stressed out, of course, guess how I'm going to show up in the world? I'm going to show up as stressed out. So what if I started to, okay, wait a second. Let's, go, let's do a little research on myself here. What am I really saying to myself? So what if every day you actually started the day off with visualizing? So the technique that we use in the basic seminar, we have, there's two specific ones I want to remind everyone about. The first one is the relaxation cycle. So that first one is where you actually take 15 to 18 minutes of your day and just allow yourself to be still. So a tool, a technique, another one that I'm going to remind everyone about, and for those of you that are just first time hearing about this, is what we call the three ways to listen. So the three ways to listen, I've got to actually sit still and turn off my mind. So I've got to turn off all the thinking about what i got to do tomorrow, thinking about what I didn't do today, what I didn't do yesterday. I've got to turn all that off. So in the basic seminar, we refer to that as our agree-disagree. So our mind is just going, going, going. So I've got to still that mind of mine and allow myself to connect with me. And so for some people, that's the challenge right there is just to actually still my mind. But when you really start to practice turning off all that internal dialogue, and allowing yourself to just be still. And start to notice your breathing and to actually start from the top of your head and start to move from the top of your head and start to breathe slowly and evenly, evenly, to start to breathe and start to move down through your body and start to notice where you're holding all your tension. And, you know, if, it's a, if you haven't done it for a while and if this is the first time that you're doing it, is that you might notice all the tension and where you hold it in your body. But again, goes back to scientific research, is that our emotions, because we don't want to deal with them or I, I'm too busy, I'm going to tuck it away. Unfortunately, what we do is we tuck it away someplace in our body. And so by allowing yourself to just sit still and feel what you are feeling and if you get to a knot in your shoulder or a tightness in your chest or a tightness in your stomach area, that you actually just allow yourself to breathe through it. I'm not going to say that it's immediately going to go away, but I'm definitely going to suggest that it definitely will support you in moving through it. So if you start practicing that tool of, as I said, breathing down and just noticing and moving all the way through your body, all the way down to the bottom of your feet, you're going to notice right there in that movement, you're going to feel a more a stillness. And that will support you in really being with, which is really the third way of listening, being here now, being with. So that practice of being still, internally still, supports you in being more present in your life and congruent in your life. And once you have gone through that whole process, then picture in your mind what we refer to in the basic seminar as a passive scene in nature. I mean, think about that. I mean, all those of you that are listening to the call this evening is like, I don't know about anybody else, but when you, you know, when I go outside and it's a beautiful day out and I'm just looking around at the beauty, that in itself calms me. 
and or may, maybe some of you have that special place that you go to up in the mountains or in, it might be your backyard it might be your garden but i'm going to suggest and research shows it that we don't have to physically be in those areas that we could actually put that picture in our mind and that's what you want to start to practice like allowing yourself to as vividly as you possibly can Put that scene in nature in your mind. And you'll start to notice that your body will respond to that scene that you've placed in your mind. And allow yourself to utilize all of your senses. Like what are you smelling? Even open your mouth and, and notice what you're tasting. And allow yourself to even hear what's going on around you. You might even, be, you might even hear the birds chirping. And all of a sudden, as you're allowing yourself to connect with that picture that you've placed in your mind, you will be astounded at the difference that you feel physically. And just allow yourself to be connected, to be present, and to be there now in that moment, in that scene in nature. And then you'll take that picture away from your mind and bring yourself out of that state. Now, you could do that for 15 minutes, you could do that for 20 minutes, but I, you could actually do it for 5 or 10 minutes. But I will guarantee you that if you started to practice that relaxation cycle every single day of your life, you might have all the stresses coming at you, but who is going to actually respond to that? You are going to be a more grounded and a more centered human being. And the more that you picture that in your mind, the, again, the more grounded you're going to be and the more that you practice turning off that internal dialogue. Because I'm going to suggest that that internal dialogue that we have going in our, in our minds, that starts to become indicative and starts to take over how we're responding to things. So the more that you put in the practice of taking time away and just stilling you, you will become better equipped at who you're bringing to the party called your life. The power of our mind is so incredible. You know, I was reading uh, one of the emails that went out and, and just the things to do. But I'm going to, before we actually go to all the things to do, I'm going to suggest for everyone to start to practice how you're being. You know, there's something that we talk about in the Life Success course is be, be do, have. And many times we have someplace in our brain, well, when I have this, then this is going to happen and then I can be this. But we're going to turn that around that when I'm being this and then I will do this, then I will have this. So that B of centering ourselves actually allows us to do and be more productive. And anyone on this phone call, I know that you know that when you are centered and grounded, you can accomplish so much more than you ever thought was possible in one day, even in 30 minutes. And that instead of, imagine yourself, imagine yourself as a Teflon pan. This is actually a really good visualization. Imagine yourself as a Teflon pan so that whatever gets thrown at you, it doesn't stick to you. It just rolls off you. But I'm going to suggest that the more that you practice your visualization technique, you will be that Teflon pan. So there is one practice that I am going to ask everyone on this call to start to, to really utilize. 
is that practice of taking that time out of your day first thing in the morning. And let's take it to a, another next step, is that you actually start to put in your mind, again, another tool, another technique that we use and utilize in all of our classes is the screen of our mind. So what's the picture that you're putting in your mind? So you want to put a screen in your mind and put the situation as it is. So let's say, for example, some of the listeners on the call, maybe one of the areas of your life is like, maybe you're having some challenges with your children. Maybe you're having some challenges in your relationship. Maybe you're having some challenges uh, financially in your business. So you want to acknowledge, here's how it is. So put the picture of the, you know, quite possibly the chaos. And, okay, there's how it is. Like, you don't have any energy on this. It's just, okay, this is the situation. Now, take that picture away from your mind, off your screen, and now on your screen, put the perfect end result. Exactly how you want it to be. And in that picture, again, utilizing all of your senses, how are you responding with that picture? And then you fade that picture away. Now, the mind is going to go towards that perfect end result. Like, you keep the certainty to that result. Now, we don't always know how we're going to get to that result, but the first step is i got to have the picture in my mind. Because when I have that picture in my mind of the perfect end result, I start to tap into my three levels of my consciousness. So I'm going to start tapping in to my subconscious mind that's going to spur on some creativity and it's going to tap into, oh my gosh, I could do that. Oh my gosh, I could do that. But I've got to have that picture of how I want it to be. I'm going to suggest that a lot of times we get so caught up in the every day, oh my gosh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, I got to do that, that we forget to allow ourselves to be still, to allow ourselves to trust ourselves, that I actually have all the tickets, I have all the tools. I've got to use the tools, though, that I've externally been taught. Now I've really got to start to practice them. And the more that you put these into play, I guarantee you, your results will be different. And what you'll start to notice is that you're going to feel better. I mean, I want everyone to start to look at, wow, what are the practices that I'm, I'm doing every day that are e either adding to my stress level or is supporting me in being more congruent and calm and more present in my life? Because I think that's one of the things that actually causes a lot of stress is that we, our minds are moving so fast but the truth is, is we have the ability to still our mind. So when you're having a conversation, let yourself have the conversation with that person, not thinking about what I got to do tomorrow or what I didn't do yesterday. But I actually turn off my phone and really have a conversation with this person. You will not only utilize, you'll feel greater about yourself, but that relationship will get greater. You know, it's interesting all the things that might frustrate us. And... You know, I'm going to suggest that when you get all frustrated about something, take a time out on yourself and go, okay, wait a second. I need to come back to this conversation right now. I need to go do something. And go ground yourself. Because sometimes we start to attack things. And the attack just creates monumental 
results that I'm going to suggest we don't really want to have. So it seems like such a simple thing to do, you know, oh my gosh, I just got to steal my mind, but I do think it's a simple thing, is that some of the practices that we can do, and you know, I was talking uh, to a friend of mine and I was thinking, oh my gosh, when I start thinking about all the tools I have, my gosh, if I actually did all these tools every single day, I would never get anything done. You got to pick the biggest ones. You know, something I learned at Principia uh, that has just stuck with me is like, you know, the five-second rule. Like I, you know, like I don't give my time, myself time to not do it. I've got to do it. And so that, let's start just with the relaxation cycle. So what if I get out of bed and I actually sit in a comfortable chair and I do the relaxation cycle of just calming myself? Or at night, when I go to sleep at night, that I actually, okay, here's how the day went, and now I'm going to take that picture of way, away and I'm going to start to visualize how I want my day tomorrow. And quite possibly in that picture, it might be something with my relationship. It might be a certain situation at work. Think that when sometimes when we take on too many things, like I got to get this done in my relationship, I got to get this done in my workplace. I get it. We have our four uh, sides of our square. However, when we start to set too many goals on each side of that square, I'm going to say we get too overwhelmed. It's like start with one side and start practicing. Then another side, start practicing. Or quite possibly, every single day, take one thing off of each side of the square you will feel greater about who you are. Because one of the things that when we start to raise our internal belief about ourselves, we could refer that to as our confidence, our self-esteem. So what are the little things that you can start doing first thing tomorrow morning after listening to this call that will support you in raising your belief about you? Start doing those practices. And if that practice is to start with doing the relaxation cycle, if that practice is to start with screen of the mind, if that practice is I'm going to the gym for 30 minutes, I'm going on the treadmill for 30 minutes, or whatever that practice is, what I know for myself is that when I actually do what I say I'm going to do to me, keeping the promises to myself, my self-esteem goes up and I'm more productive in my life. So another area to start to look at if you're really stressed out out there is are you doing things because you want to do them? Are you doing them because you're supposed to do them? So again, you know, great opportunity. You know, it's only February 9th and we started the new year 2016. If you made some goals for yourself like this is what 2016 is going to look like and all of a sudden you're going, oh my God, I'm too overwhelmed with this whole thing. Okay, check in. All right, so let me take a look, look, a look at my list, and maybe I start over. Maybe today is going to start the day of 2016. And actually, okay, be okay with that. The other thing I'm going to say that we, we get so stressed out about is that we beat ourselves up. Like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do that. Oh, my gosh, I didn't do that. Well, how about tomorrow morning, February 10th, you have a clean slate, new picture, new piece of paper called your life. What practice are you going to put in starting tomorrow morning that's going to support the person who goes to bed tomorrow night? That you go, yes, I did that. Yes, I feel congruent and in alignment with myself. And here's the deal, people. It is not going to happen overnight. It is the little things that you consistently start to do that prepare you 
for the great things. Often we get ourselves stuck on, I got to do something great. Oh, no, I got to put in the practices to prepare myself to have that great thing come my way. You know, because the universe will actually give us everything we want. Again, start asking yourself, what have you been asking the universe for? But you are actually the one that's in control of that destiny. So start with those, those simple practices tomorrow morning and start to really notice what you're saying to yourself. And sometimes you just got to tell that little voice to like, hey, not right now because this is where I'm going. But when you have that picture in your mind and that picture is solid, that perfect end result, I promise you it will happen. It's not going to happen if you're just sitting on your couch, obviously. But you got to take the action. But the action will happen when you start to create that, that congruency internally inside of yourself. So start with those simple little practices. So I know that there's tons of questions out there about stress because even when I heard that we were going to do this call, it got my mind thinking. It's like, oh, I'll be so, I have a lot of questions myself. I've got to do a little more research. You know, keep doing my relaxation. But, you know, for me, my screen of the mind is my greatest tool that I learned in the basic seminar 30-plus years ago that I utilize every single day that has supported me in what I have created on all aspects of my life. And the truth is, is when we are not clear in that screen, we will produce exactly what we're putting in that screen. I got examples of that one too. So the more clear you are of that picture, guaranteed it will be produced. Great, Kathy. We do have quite a few questions. Uh, first off from BW, how do I stop myself from taking things so personally? How do I stop myself from taking things so personally? I guess I would first have you ask yourself, why are, you, why are you doing that? Like, what is, you know, what's the benefit that you get out of that? Is that sometimes it has nothing to do with you, and sometimes when we take it so personally, we're making it all about ourselves. And maybe whatever it is that they're saying has nothing to do with you, but actually an end result. Something I talk about at the Life Success Course, specifically in the relationship segment, is that so often we get caught up in, being right about something or that it has to be my way. So step back and go, wait a second, what am I committed to here? So I'll use the context of a relationship. So am I committed to the relationship being a 10 or am I committed to being right or making my partner wrong? So if I'm committed to the relationship being a 10, I'm not going to take anything personally because I'm actually, okay, if I want this relationship to be a 10, then I'm going to shift how I need to shift so that relationship becomes a 10. So I'd ask you to ask yourself, is like, okay, well, why am, I, why am I taking it so personally? Because when we start to take it so personally, we're not going to get anything done because we start to get wrapped up in that internal dialogue that I was talking about earlier. So I'd ask you to start to really do some journaling with yourself and go, okay, wait a second. What am I really committed to here? And quite possibly you've got an internal conversation that you're defending yourself or you're making yourself wrong about something. And again, how come? So what are you really committed to? Are you committed to the end result or are you committed to making a big struggle for yourself? So start to go, wait a second, I'm committed to this. 
So if I want this, whatever this happens to be, I'm going to shift myself however I need to shift myself so I get that end result. But thank you for that question. Uh, next up from MR, we actually have another relationship-oriented question. How can somebody you love stress you out so much? <laughs> oh, I love that question. Because you love them. <laughs> and you want them to be perfect, and you want them to do this, and you want them to do that, and that's like the death of us in all relationships. Is I guess the first question is that... Uh, I would first say, okay, so what is it about them that's stressing me out? So now, you know, given that all of our classes and what we stand for is personal responsibility. So if I'm looking at someone and they're, you know, they're frustrating me, is I would first then go, okay, so what is it about me that I'm frustrated? So are there, you know, there's a saying that we say a lot, I know I do, is that we can't see in someone else that isn't present or hasn't been present in ourselves. So a lot of times the things that irritate us about someone else, it's the things that irritate ourselves about ourselves. So quite possibly you might want to start doing a little internal work on you. And here's the person that you fell in love with. So I would do some journaling on the great things about that person. Like, why did you fall in love with them? What are the 25 greatest assets they have? Personality-wise, their behavior, what they do, and maybe those things that actually frustrate you about them is make, maybe you can start to look at it as like, oh, isn't that a cute quirk that they have? I just love that quirk. And then on the other side of that is, you know, start to practice open, responsible communication. Because no one can make you frustrated. You've got to own that one. So again, going back to personal responsibility. Okay, I've got to do a little internal work on myself to actually have this external relationship with this person that I say I love actually work. Absolutely. Next from JL, how do you not worry about things you cannot control? No, frustrating a good one and it's true I think it's so interesting it goes back to when we are internally congruent when we are solid in who we are those things don't get to us but when we start when we actually start to take inventory in our life and external things are getting to us so we're looking for something we're looking for validation we're looking for I'm doing a good job, aren't I? I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And when we are solid in who we are and what we actually bring to the party, we're not going to get stumbled by something externally. So I would invite you to start to look at you and all the things that you are proud of that you do and that you're certain that you do. And it, uh, oftentimes, if we're looking for external validation, that's not where it's going to come from. Because anybody that's listening to this call, you know that if you don't believe you're great, it doesn't matter what anyone else says, you won't believe what they say. So time to start, again, doing some personal inventory with yourself and looking at what are the really great things, the, the upside, so to speak. And yeah, we have our downsides, but where are you putting your focus? Because wherever we are putting our focus, that's going to grow. 
Uh, next from KR, wants to know how to calmly respond to negative, hostile, aggressive criticism. <laughs> oh, negative, hostile, aggressive criticism. Well, I first, uh, it's always interesting how people decide to deliver what they're delivering. And that's how they're delivering it. And I would say time to start to check in is, is how are you hearing it? And you might want to ask them, is, you know, so it seems like you're really angry at me about something. Is, you know, did, do you want to talk about that? Because I'd actually like to have a conversation that's more neutral about what we want to get done here. And on the other side of that is that when you, are, when you have surrounded yourself with people that you really admire and respect, sometimes there's going to be some heated uh, voices, some heated conversation. Like I just had an instructor meeting last week, and, you know, I respect everybody that I work with in terms in the training division. And so it got a little heated on certain topics. But it's okay to get heated because all of us are behind the same mission world peace, one mind at a time, and we're going to do the best. we got to bring the best of us to accomplish that mission. And so I think in, in this hostile, how they're being hostile, I, I think I would say, wow. So maybe it's a conversation having with them about, you know, let's, let's have a different way that we communicate with each other because here, here's how I'm hearing this. And quite possibly, that's not how you meant it, but that's how I'm hearing it. So I'd like to create a different response, a different open communication. And on the other side of that is are, what kind of people are you surrounding yourself with? And that might be a place to start because one of the places that can definitely support us in becoming who we were put on this planet to be is the people we have around us. So if you have a whole bunch of hostile people around you that are coming at you, that's a tough one. So it time to start to look at, is this the environment that I really want to be in, or how do I course correct this? And sometimes how we course correct it is they might not even see how they're coming across as hostile. But in that communication with them, you definitely want to approach it from a responsible communication, meaning here's how I feel. This is what I'm hearing you're saying. Is that what, you, is that what you're attempting to say? Is that what you wanted to say? So you're not putting it back on them you're actually taking responsibility for how you're listening and how you're responding. So what's our next question, Kat? Next up from SA, what do I do when a negative thought crosses my mind about not being good enough? Perfect question is that we have those. It is, let's go back to the I am, uh, I am lecture in the basic seminar, is that when we, we do have those, like, oh, I'm not good enough, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? So I'm not suggesting at all that you push that underneath the carpet because it is there. Is that you just acknowledge it, recognize it, go, hmm, that's interesting. And guess what? That conversation is not going to support me and who I need to be right now. So something that we talk at WLS all the time is fake it till you make it. So act as if it is so, so that it becomes so. So acknowledge that conversation that just went on in your mind but don't put a lot of energy on it. Just like, oh, that's interesting. However, that's not going to support me in who I want to be today and start using your I am for that day so that you start to show up 
in that I am. I am good enough. I can't wait to hear that practice. Definitely. Next from MM wants to know how to get rid of the past. My past is the anchor that is stopping me. Well, Maya Angelou has a video that we use in the woman's class, and she has an interesting way of talking about it, is my past is created who I am today, which will create who I am tomorrow. So possibly you can't change the past. It happened. However, start to ask yourself, how come I'm holding on to it? And how have I used my past to define who I am today? And if your past you're using to not show up all you need to do, how you need to show up today, that's a whole conversation for yourself to start to delve into. Is yes, things happened, but how am I using those things to stop me from taking action towards my future, towards the present and my future? You know, you can't change what happened, but you certainly can change, shift the glasses that you are wearing to look at the past. So another way to look at that is that, you know what, your past supported you in actually asking that question. So now, who is it that you want to be from this point forward? So how can you use what happened to actually springboard yourself to creating something new? Or have you been using what happened to not have to springboard? Again, in the basic seminar, go back to victim responsible. So out of the choices I make, I create my life. Or am I standing in victim? Look what happened to me. Because standing in victim, look what happened to me, my past, is a great way that we avoid and we attack people from that place and we're pointing the finger out at everybody else except for ourselves. But pointing the finger at ourselves is not being the victim. It's like, okay, that happened. Now I need to step over here. And I'm not saying this is like the easiest process in the world, but it definitely is a more empowering process. Like where I'm sta- when I'm standing at responsible, I actually can go, oh, my gosh, there's my future. I can do something about this. So instead of looking at the past as like this horrible thing, how can you put on a different set of glasses to use it to springboard in who you can become? Thank you for that question. Yes, from uh, MB next. How to overcome the paralyzing feeling of overwhelm and move into action? Great question. I think I actually addressed a lot of that in what I was talking about is that, again, the power of our mind. If I'm saying I'm overwhelmed, guess what? I am. So... Sit down, turn off your internal dialogue, breathe, and just set to yourself and take one action step at a time. First action step, next action step, next action action step. And sometimes a little tool in that one is take the easiest one first. If you're just so out of your mind, take an easy one. Go, okay, I can get this done in the next 20 minutes. Great. Now this one. Some people like to do, like, no, I'm going to get the hardest one done first. Yeah, I like to clean out all the things that I can get done in the next two hours so I can prepare myself for that project that I know is going to take me about three hours to write. So, again, using the practices. 
okay, I get it, totally overwhelmed. Now I've got to step out of that and ground myself so I can better equip myself internally so that who's showing up externally in my life is much more grounded and, <clears throat> excuse me, congruent. So thank you. Next from KC, how do I make time for myself in this busy world? Got to schedule it. I mean, I know that sounds so simple, but whatever that is, you know, for some people that time for yourself might be 15 minutes to read a book, might be 30 minutes on the treadmill, but do something that you feel good about for you. Not for anybody else, just for you. Maybe that's taking a bath. Maybe that's going to get a facial. Maybe that's going to get your nails done, but you got to turn off your cell phone. You cannot be talking on the phone while you're getting your nails done or go get a pedicure, but go do something for you. You know, there's <clears throat> something else that we talk about throughout our, our classes is that, you know, the concept of giver's gain. So what you put out comes back. And it doesn't always say from the same source. But sometimes we forget the person that we've got to give to is ourselves. So we've got to empty the cup so we can fill it back up. And sometimes that when we spend our time doing and doing and doing and what we think is giving to others, we deplete ourselves. So again, we're not showing up in the world with everything we got because we've depleted ourselves. So I say it's mandatory that every day you do something for you. Great question. And so I have another question here that's kind of related to that. Uh, from RS, how do you say no when you want to please everyone? I know for some people it's the hardest two-letter word in the vocabulary. But there's something very powerful about the no. You know, when we do the behavioral matrix in the basic seminar, when we put when everybody goes into their quadrant, you know, you're sitting, you know, the big thing about people that sit in the supporter quadrant is they say yes to everything, even though in their, in their mind they're like, oh, gosh, I can't believe I just said that again. However, the greatest gift you can give to yourself is to actually start to practice saying no. And on a way bigger scale, I know that sometimes that when, you're so, when people are so used to you saying yes, when you first start saying no, they're going to look at you like you have two heads. And that is probably the greatest thing that you could give to yourself. But on the other side of that is start to, before you even say yes or no, Ask yourself, is what I'm committing to right now or not committing to, is it supporting me in what I really want to create in my life? And sometimes we say no when we're starting to practice saying no, and sometimes we say no to the greatest opportunities. You know, as Shirley Hunt, the president of Psych Seminar's greatest line is, you know, opportunities are not missed, they're just passed on to somebody else. But when we want to, but, but this whole idea of, okay, i got to start saying no, well, you might say no to something that's the greatest opportunity for you. So I'd say I do a little inventory check again about what is it that you want to create for your life? Who do you want to have in your life? And is what you're saying yes to, is that supporting where you want your life to go? And sometimes you do need to say no. Because again, as I was talking about, you're going to deplete yourself. You don't... You don't have, there's not enough in us to keep saying yes, yes, yes. And pretty soon when we keep saying yes, 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 
we're going to build up the three R's in ourselves, we're going to feel resentful, then we're going to have resistance, and then we're going to get back at, at people and ourselves because we keep saying yes when we really meant to say no. And I know that, so funny, I know, I know saying no, if you're not used to it, it seems like such a challenge, and it is, but I'm going to tell you right now that when you actually start to say no to the things that don't support where you really want to go, you're going to build that internal self-esteem, that internal confidence within yourself. It'll be great. Next from JW, I get stressed when results aren't showing up fast enough. How do I become patient and trust? Oh, it's perfect. It's that immediate gratification. Is that got to know that everything that you do Everything that you be, everything that you do is going to create the half, the half of what, you know, the halves, what you really want. So is what you're doing today in support of creating the end result that you want? And sometimes the things that don't show up immediately are the daily practices that you got to put in play. You know, let's take the simple thing of going, you know, like you want to drop some pounds. Well, you might be really doing really well for five days, but you don't see one pound off the scale. So you're like, oh, this is not going to work. However, if you stick with it, day seven, you just drop five pounds. So it's the practices that you're putting in every day that you know are supporting the big picture. So I don't know if you have ever done long-term goals where, okay, I've got to get this done this week, then this month, then this next month, and then this six-month plan that's going to actually get me to this year plan. I mean, think of it as a business. Your life is a business. So what's your five-year business plan for yourself? And sometimes what you're putting into play the first year, you're not going to reap the results until quite possibly year two and a half. So I always laugh at that because, you know, I definitely um, – I like immediate gratification, like I want to see the results right now, but I also know that that's not always going to happen. So it's the practices that I'm putting into play that I've lined it up that this is necessary to get to where I want to go. So you might want to start to ask yourself, is what I'm doing today really supporting me in my long-term goal? And might want to start to reevaluate that. So then that would actually support you in your patience and being excited about, oh, yeah, this is perfect. This is going to show up in three months. This is awesome. Let's go. Great question. Uh, here, this relates to that as well. Uh, from VW, how can you live in the moment while at the same time setting goals, planning, and preparing? Perfect. So you set goals for yourself. You plan. So, okay, let's just take it really simple. This is what I want to get done in the next 30 days. This is what the end result is going to be in the next 30 days and at the, on day 30. So these are the practices that i got to put in play every single day to actually get, it, get to that goal. So, yeah, you are setting yourself up for a game plan, so to speak. However, that game plan is worth nothing if who you are every single moment isn't showing up. And to enjoy that moment because that moment just created the next moment, which then just created the next moment, which then just created the next moment. So once you have it in play, like, okay, here's where I'm going, now you can show up. Like, let's go. 
It's like running a marathon. Like, you got to be in the moment. You know you're running those that many miles, but you're in that moment feeling every single, every single experience emotionally, physically, mentally throughout your entire beingness, and then all of a sudden, boom, 26 miles, you're done. But you felt it every single moment, and sometimes in complete zone, but you are present. Great. Next from MM. How do I calm my mind so I can fall asleep? And then how do I calm my stressed mind so that I'm motivated to wake up? <laughs> I'm going to go back to what I to start doing the practices of when you are going to bed, quite possibly you want to do your uh, relaxation cycle, but also you want to do your screen of the mind. It's like, okay, so here's what I accomplished today. Here's how the day went, whatever it was, and now in your mind, how you want the next day to be. And maybe a little practice for yourself is when you go to bed at night, uh, start acknowledging yourself for the things that you did do. You know, again, Maya Angelou, one of her fa- my favorite lines that she says is, you know, I might have screwed up 99 things today, but when I go to bed at night, I'm going to remember that, but wait, I did do this. I did do this. So what if you go to bed tonight and acknowledge what you did right versus what you didn't do, what you had to get done, what you should have gotten done? I mean, all that conversation in our brain, again, adds to our stress level. So how about looking at what's right versus what's wrong? A great question. Thank you for that. For sure. Next from TF, how do you shift your thoughts from anxiety and fear to empowerment and a positive attitude? I think it again that goes back to what we've been talking about on this whole call is your internal dialogue is, you know, it's just interesting that when I'm putting my focus on all the negative conversations I'm having in my head, like how come? Like that is, like I get it, we have those negative conversations. But you got to take some time out for yourself and go, boy, I clearly don't want to get anything done today because that's where I'm putting my focus. Because when we're focusing on, on all of those conversations that are going on in our head, we're not going to get anything done. And what we do get done, it's never going to be good enough anyway. So it's like stop for a moment and go, wow, <clears throat> what am I getting out of this one? So that's not really going to work. So again, take a moment out and turn off your internal dialogue, allow yourself to connect with you, do your relaxation cycle, or practice your screen of the mind, still that mind of yours, allow your body to connect with that scene that you're putting on your, on your screen, and now, boom, let's go. Perfect, uh, I have a related question, CM, how do you not beat, you know, how to not beat up on oneself? I know, it's a tough one. It, it is, you know, uh, especially for those of us that, you know, always want to do things great and always want to do this and always could do better. But, you know, you got to start to ask yourself, well, you know, when's, when's enough enough and when is better better? And so, <clears throat> again, going back to what I was just talking about is how about being proud of what you have done? And doing what you say you were going to do. Like, what is it, okay, this is, this is what I said I was going to do. 
and being okay with what I did. Can I, can it get better? Can I raise the bar? Yes, I can. But one of the things, you know, that we talk about all the time is the life success course. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So notice you're all about getting to the destination and you forgot about the journey. And the truth is, is that if we don't experience the journey, we will never be able to duplicate the destination because we won't know how we actually got there. So the experience, the journey, that step, one step more, one step more, that we, we become alive inside of ourselves when we're experiencing every step that we're taking. And then we can duplicate that out in our life. But if we're just rushing through life, get to the destination, of course we're not fulfilled. Of course it's never enough. Of course it's another million. Of course it's another business. Of course it's that. Because we are not enjoying the moment. So we actually have quite a few people on the call who have not yet attended our classes, and there are a number of questions about the classes. Uh, so, for example, from RS, what makes the PSI Basic Seminar so compelling to attend in the midst of all of the offerings out there? So if you could just quickly address that for the people who haven't done the classes, just really quick uh, sum up what our classes are. I think that's a really, really great question because there are a lot of personal growth um, companies out there, so to speak. And I'm not attempting to blow that question off at all. Please hear me, whoever asked that question. However, <clears throat> Site Seminars has been doing this, uh, has been in business of the personal transformation for 42 years. And that says a lot the, about the foundation. And that many of the people that work for Site Seminars has been here for a, a while. And I believe that we've been here for a while because they're very trained, very skilled, is that this is the best in terms of the balance as a human being. So I believe, you know, I can speak for myself, if there is a different train to be on that was faster, quicker, more fun, I'm, I guarantee I'd be on that train. But I think that in terms of covering all aspects of us as a human being, so the strength in who we are emotionally, who we are physically, who we are mentally, and creating that internal balance that creates that balance out in our, in our life. And so I also believe that, that what has been so great about these classes is that it is all about community. It's all about who we are on this planet and who we are uh, in this dance called life. And so how can I make my life greater and in that process, as I'm making my life greater and who I am as a human being greater, that I actually I'm looking out and looking at how I can contribute to other people. So there's definitely a connection to something bigger than just me. And I believe that the whole philosophy of making a difference on this planet and strengthening our communities, which starts in our own internal mind, which starts in our families and in our relationships, strengthens every aspect out there of our lives. So that's actually all the time we have for questions. Uh, there were literally hundreds we weren't able to get to. This was a popular topic. Uh, there's just a few minutes here if you have some takeaway points that you want to end the call on. Well, I, got, I think that for a takeaway, because there are so many questions that people ask and there are so many things to talk about here, is that I think 
what I'm going to suggest is I'm just going to ask everyone that is listening to this call to start to practice one thing, whatever that one thing is, if it is the relaxation cycle. And for those of you who could go online and download that for yourself and or to practice the screen of the mind. But in, in, and also I'm going to ask that for a takeaway is I'm going to ask that you start to look at what's right in your life versus what's wrong. And that instead of doing the comparison shopping, like comparing yourself to other people, that you actually suspend the comparison. And to start to look at what am I contributing today? How am I leaving today better off than I left yesterday? And if you started to take just those two right there to suspend the comparison shopping, and how am I leaving today better than yesterday, you will be amazed as the amazing congruency that you'll start to create inside of yourself. Because when we start to treat ourselves better, meaning we acknowledge ourselves, and I don't mean that from a cocky place at all, I mean that I'm looking at what are the things that I actually have to give, and I start giving them, and I actually allow people to actually give to me and support me, you will be amazed at the congruency that you will create around you, inside of you and around you. And that in itself will lessen the stress that you experience regardless of the chaos that's happening out in the world. And trust me, I know that there is chaos. So I appreciate, Kat. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. This was a great call. Thank you so much, Kathy, for uh, taking the time tonight to uh, share your insights with us and uh, give us some tools uh, for working with stress. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. The topic is one plus one equals three. It's scheduled for Tuesday, March 8th. You can register now at psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psiteleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash psiseminars and share your thoughts. Let us know what you got out of the call, and uh, let us know what other topics you'd like to hear about. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. Thank you again, everyone, for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.